Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. And if you want to call us, we're at 877-474-3302. And Marsha, you had some more about uh, Apple you wanted to talk about. Well, this is more a little... Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about Apple. You know, everybody says we don't talk enough about Apple, so oh, you know, I've got a lot like of Apple stuff week. going on today. Yeah. Um, you know, Steve Jobs did step down for health reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody's wondering, how did that affect the stock, by the way? Uh, the first day, and he hasn't technically stepped down. He's more taking a leave of absence. Yeah, but uh-huh. the, the stock, well, he did this once before a couple of years ago. The stock initially had a big drop and then immediately went, you know, I think that day it ended up closing down a couple of points. So no big deal. So what I wanted to talk about were Apple's greatest hits. Some of the things that Steve Jobs uh, what he did for the company, which is really kind of awesome when you think about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was really huge. And okay. Wozniak was in there too in those early years too. So let's not forget that's about true. Him. But this is yeah, a little. But this is just a little tribute. Okay. Right. Okay. First, first big hit after their incorporation in 1977 was the Apple II. Um, unlike Apple One, this came with a monitor, keyboard, case, and power supply. Brilliant, huh? <laughs> but you know, when you think about it, it was finally a computer that people could actually use. They sold eight models of it, and five million units were sold before they finally discontinued it in 1993. Did you ever have one of the early Apples, by the way? You know, I didn't. Uh, I never really did much with Apple early on. I, you know, and, I, and I've been more in the last, I would say, five years playing with Apple than I ever did early on. So, no, I didn't do much with Apple in the early years. Well, you know, I'd always go in there and go, hmm, they're really interesting looking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. nice, you know. Um, now, the next one, next big hit, which was, remember that Super Bowl commercial that they had, the black and white commercial, a brilliant commercial that really launched the Macintosh mm-hmm. in 1984. Um, now, what the Apple II did for hardware accessibility, the Mac did for software. Mm-hmm. It was, it looked like a little box. Do you remember that? Actually, yes, to, sure. yeah, it was a little bizarre looking. But this was, the Mac is Apple's flagship product, I think, even to today, because people started using it for graphics, desktop publishing. It, it was really a groundbreaking moment in the history of Apple. Next up, mm, how about the iMac? <laughs> Remember that funky-looking thing that just kind of came in colors around the sides? It was introduced when Steve Jobs came back as CEO in 1997. Um, it was similar to the original Mac released in 1984 in that it was an all-in-one unit, and the computer was built into the monitor. Mm-hmm. Uh, touted instant connectivity, and remember it had... It was the first Mac also to have a USB port, no floppy disk, and came in lovely little jelly colors. Mm-hmm. Um, I was almost tempted at that point because I thought, oh, look at the pretty colors. Right, sure. But, you know. Now, next, gorgeous, the G4 Cube. Remember that? Yeah. It was did, silver, uh, and it was lucite, well. and it was sexy. It was released in 2000. Yeah, didn't do well at all. Um, it was marketed as a small, affordable Mac, mm-hmm. but... I just thought it was stunning. Stunning also, if you remember something that wasn't an Apple hit. Remember Steve Jobs' next computer? After the... No, it was called the next. Oh, the next... Oh, no, no, I don't remember that. Okay. Yeah, you should 
you should Google that because the next computer, that's when I met Steve Jobs. And he was explaining it to me. And I remember I was just looking. You you know, you always say, if we're at a trade show, if something's sparkly and shiny, I'm going to be looking at it. Right. Well, pretty much the next computer was stunning. If if the the G4 was gorgeous, this one was more out there. But anyway, I digress. Yes, you did. (laughs) Um, Now, when Steve Jobs came back to Apple, part of his deal was that next computer. The operating system at that point was Next Step, which was the basis for Mac OS X. So, you know, it was pretty much the first from the ground rewrite of the Macintosh operating system. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Mac OS X, which actually, was released OS in... 10. Well, you know, like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually 10, but go ahead. That's all right. There's JFK and there's MLK and there's uh, a Mac o- OS X. Okay, 10. I have okay. no idea what you just said, but go on. I'm fascinated <laughs> by what you're saying. I, yeah, what can I say? Acronyms. Yes. Um, it was introduced a new aesthetic called Aqua. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cocoa development API, and interestingly enough, it had Unix underpinnings. It was faster, easier, and this was, whoa, 2001. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the company has always gotten great things. Next thing? Well, what do you think the next thing is? 2001. What'd they introduce? Oh, gosh. Well, no, it's the, the iPod must have been substantial. Just the iPod. You oh, got it. It. Okay. it was released in 2001. Not the first portable digital music player. And in the beginning, people... You know, it didn't have as wide appeal because it could only download music from Macs only. Well, what was the original thing? The oh gosh, I'm blank on the uh, the, the music player before the iPod that uh, that Apple came out with. What was that called? It wasn't uh, Apple. Yeah, not that I, there were the, there were the, others. Wasn't it Apple? Gosh, oh, no, no, it was you, not Apple. No, because I remember I had like an MP3 player. Yeah, was it? But Sony? the really. What was the yes, one? I think it might have been Sony. Okay, go ahead. I'm, I have to look this up because I'm trying. So the crazy. very cool thing and interesting, my daughter still uses because of this an iPod with the click wheel. People loved that click wheel, and mm-hmm. that was really what sold it to people. Mm-hmm. Um, then in 2003, Apple made the iPod part of a larger strategy when it released iTunes for Windows and the Mac. Mm-hmm. and the iTunes store. So now everybody could use it. So seven years later, Apple had sold 10 billion songs. <laughs> More Sony Walkman, by the way. Sony Walkman. Sony Walkman. That's what okay. it's about, yeah. As well as 220 million iPods. Now, so you have the mini, the nano, the shuffle, the touch. I mean, mm-hmm. the iPod. But I got to tell you, the one with the click wheel, my daughter still has the one with the color screen. You mm-hmm. can watch videos and it has the click wheel. It's it's a classic. I mean, as long as you have one of those, I mean, I'm going to keep mine. I love it. Okay, the next one in 2002, mm, the the iLamp. Okay, it was a second generation iMac. Okay. And it kind of was a, had a monitor attached to a swing arm on a quarter sphere base. Um, yeah, it looks a little bit like the mascot of Pixar. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at a picture of it. Right? You know what? I have to say, I don't remember this one. Yeah, it was it was you know another all-in-one. Right. But you know it to me it looks a little bit like a cartoon character. So you're, you know, you I know, can you're see right. why it didn't. <laughs> Should have been in the Jetsons or something. Well, but that's it. It was in like the Pixar. So you know whatever. Right. Okay. The next thing, 2005. Aren't you loving this history of Mac? I mean, we, very interesting. We we need to do one on the PC. Absolutely. But okay, in 2005, in the 
wanting to get smaller and smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve realized the vision that he had sought for the next cube workstation, mm-hmm. which, you know, then with the Power Mac G4 cube, he came out with the Mac Mini. Yes. Of the three models of desktop Macs, others being iMac and Mac Pro, mm-hmm. the Mac Mini is the smallest and most affordable, though not traditionally a top seller. Uh, it serves a niche purpose, and, you know, people loved it. Uh, as long as you had your own mouse, keyboard, and monitor, the Mini Mac, you know, was pretty cool. They have those ears, uh, right? You, you, know, <laughs> no, you, you no. signed your name on the front of it? <laughs> no, no. Is that different? They're different, yeah. Oh. Um, now, again, that really wasn't ousted until 2009 where uh, Apple launched the Mini, the Mac Mini server, a lower-end server option. Mm-hmm. But this was it. The Mac Mini was really what he was looking for. Okay. Next thing. The iPod Touch, which ah. I adore. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2007, Apple combined the success of the iPod, touchscreen, everything else, um, into a cell phone. So the iPod Touch turned mm-hmm. into the cell. Excuse me, the iPod turned into the iPhone. It's not the iPod Touch yet. 2007 right. was right. the iPhone. And, you know, we don't have to say, you know, yay Verizon. Mm-hmm. Hopefully uh, that's all going to work out really well. But, yeah, uh, February 10th. Okay, next. In 2008, Apple came out with the MacBook Air, mm-hmm. which, you know, very sexy. A thinner, lighter alternative mm-hmm. to the MacBook, MacBook Pro. Tapered design that was just .16 inches thick at the front, weighed three pounds, and an optional solid-state drive, the MacBook Air. Pretty much pitched as a laptop for frequent flyers and stuff like that. Um, just as the iMac ditched the floppy drive, MacBook Air lacked a disk drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, eh. Ethernet port, FireWire, mm, I don't know. You know, maybe a good secondary computer, but it was sexy as heck. I mean, one of the reasons I love the Sonys is they kind of look like that, but they actually have hard drives. Actually, Richie just said he has one. Uh, Richie, really? you there? Yeah, I do. I have the the newest version, the uh, the 11 inch MacBook. And what okay, Richie, remember we're going in history here. <laughs> history <laughs> order. Now you're saying you had the most recent one, okay? <laughs> yeah, the newest MacBook Air. You yeah, have the new. All right, so get so Marsha, Richie, stay with. Actually, we'll probably do this after break. But go go your way through, and then I want to get Richie back on so he can talk yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. What Will you do that with us, Richie, after the break? Uh, for you, Marsha. No. Well, Aww, hey, what am I, chopped liver? Pie. Yeah, you are chopped liver. Oh, all right. right, Fine. As long as we're clear on that. Okay. So next, next we have the iPad tablet in 2010. Um, sold more iPads in the first three months than any competitor had, but duh, there weren't many competitors. Yeah, there were virtually no competitors. Exactly. And the second generation iPad will be coming out soon. Do you know what the date is? The next generation iPad, it, well, they haven't even announced it. The rumor is that it'll be April, May, June, something like that. Well, yeah, like but they never really announce it until they, you know, yeah. you know how Apple is. They right, know. exactly. So um, they also introduced at that time the Mac App Store, mm-hmm. which was one of the key features in the eighth iteration of Mac OS Ten Lion. Thank you, 10. Very good. Thank you, 10. Aren't <laughs> yes, you proud? Number 10. And when we come back, we'll talk some more. Marshall will finish with this and we'll ask Richie his impressions of the new Apple. And the App Store was the greatest invention since, I don't know, the electric garage door opener. Uh, don't go away. We will be right back. This is Marsha Collier along with Mark Cohen on WS Radio, worldwide leader in Internet talk.
You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. For the past decade, I've been recommending Kingston for all your drive and memory need. And each year, they never fail to impress me. If you've never used an SSD before, the V-Series might just be the ticket. Let's say you've had that computer for a few years and it's starting to run a little slow. If you're not ready to replace it, Kingston's SSD, now V-Series, solid-state drive can kickstart that old system and make it feel like new. It'll improve performance as boot and shutdown times are reduced and programs open and close faster. In general, the system is snappier. It's like breathing new life into an existing system. If you own a desktop, the 30-gig Kingston V-Series SSD is the perfect companion to that hard drive you have with all that music and movie. Put the operating system on the SSD and keep the data where it's at. Sit back and watch your old desktop operate faster. There's a capacity and a model for everyone wanting to upgrade from a traditional hard drive to a solid-state drive. Check out the Kingston SSD Now V-Series. SSD at www.kingston.com. Make your own barrel of luxury wine. Crush Pad is a San Francisco winery where you're the winemaker. Join over 5,000 citizen winemakers from around the world who've taken their love of wine to a new level and actually made their own luxury class barrel. Do it online or visit us in person. See how at CrushPadWine.com. Make this the year you go from wine drinker to winemaker at CrushPadWine.com. I have some good news for a change. With the stressful times upon us, having a regular glass of wine has proved in many studies to reduce stress. Want some more stress-relieving tips? VinVillage.com is an exciting new social organization connecting wine lovers around the country with an exclusive local and online wine lifestyle experience. Vin Village members can meet others online and in person, attend wine dinners and tastings, participate in forums, blogs, and wikis, purchase limited and exclusive wines, even create your own wine. You heard me. Create your own wine. And best yet, membership is free. So reduce some of the stress and have some fun. Join now and connect with thousands of other like-minded wine lovers. To learn more, go to VinVillage.com. That's www.VinVillage.com. VinVillage is where wine lovers connect. WS Radio has been broadcasting for nearly 10 years on the Internet with the reputation of sounding the best. One of the secrets to our success is we use professional broadcasting equipment manufactured exclusively by Comrex, the industry leader. There are no shortcuts to being the best, and that is why we go to the best. Since 1961, Comrex has designed and manufactured broadcast equipment with continued innovation into the 21st century. Experience is what counts. Learn more at Comrex.com. Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. And welcome back, 877-474-3302. And Marsha, before we go on, I want to mention that, uh, let's see, I hope I'm doing this name right, Kurt, uh, on Twitter, Kurt Buffman, who mentioned while I was talking about the thumbing, the gaming thumb issue, he says that there is actually a Gamer Thumb Doctor video for stretching and five-minute explanation. And I've got a link here, so I've got to, after the show, i got to go figure that one out. Okay, he, so Kurt's well, helping, Kurt Boothman's helping you out there, huh? Although he also said he's with Marsha Hang Up the Game Controller. I don't know what he's talking about there. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Maybe she's ahead. got more to. No, actually, no. That was uh, skipped by four. Oh, excuse me, seven five four seven. Skip. You got to have a different ID there. Yeah, he said hang up the game controller. Kurt retweeted that. Now, Skip brought up something interesting. What about the Apple Lisa? Do you remember the Apple Lisa? You know, I remember by name. I don't remember much about it. Well, I mean, the Apple Lisa, that was named, I believe, after Steve Jobs' daughter. Could be. Lisa. Um, it was, uh, let me think, it was developed in the early 80s, I think. The Lisa, I'm, I'm Googling it now. It's, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was in the early 80s, and it, I believe it was named after his daughter. His daughter. You can find a lot about that on the web. <laughs> and what was the other one? The Newton. Well, the Newton, the Newton was way ahead of its time. Okay, yeah. well, let's talk about the Newton. Yeah, I mean, the Newton was the first PDA. I mean, really, if one, it was along the same lines as when, I think, Palm... Uh, well, it was I, like a message, messaging pad. It, it was, you know, it looked like a PDA. Um, it was actually quite good. Uh, it was ahead of its time. Nobody bought it, and, you know, it took, <laughs> gosh, it maybe was 10 years before... That was the day, yeah, and I mean, then, what, did Palm own the market at that point? Yeah. They took it... Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember the uh, at what point that actually happened. Uh which one came out. Uh we're going to go well, when we're done with this Apple thing, we're going to go back to uh, Richie in just a sec to, uh, to ask Well, that's he's part of the yeah. Apple thing. Right. <laughs> uh but um I you know, I I can't quite remember everything that the Newton did, but I do know it was kind of, you know, the first iteration of a PDA. And then you're right, then Palm came out and Palm took that market for a long long time. Uh Yeah, so exactly. I mean, I remember when my Palm 5 died. I just wanted to shoot myself. It was just... Oh, oh. They did call, by the way, they called the... I'm looking, the Apple... Uh, the Newton oh, uh, was the seems, Apple... Uh, New- what? Skip says it's a PDA with OCR. Did it have OCR in it, too? Well, I'm looking. It, uh, it says, manufactured by Sharp, the Apple mm-hmm. Newton message pad was not a personal yes. computer. It was one of the first ever per- PDAs. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, it had an OCR coined, program in it. Yes, it yeah, did. A term coined by Apple's then-CEO John Scully, uh, best described as a handheld communication assistant with a touch screen and a pen stylus that allowed the user to gather, manage, and share information. So that But was it had of, handwriting recognition. So yeah, well, it says notes, names, dates, a calculator, currency conversion, zone maps. So it yeah, actually had maps on there as well. Yeah, a lot of interesting uh, but things. But nobody, and I don't know why, I don't know if it was too expensive, I, you know, I'm not sure why it wasn't successful, but at, at that point in history, it wasn't. Well, if anybody out there has any ideas, you can call us at 877-474-3302. Let's ask Richie. Richie had something worthwhile to contribute on the well, Apple Well, we think front. he did. Where we won't you? know until he says it, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, Richie. Richie. Yes. I, I have the newest, as I said, I have the newest MacBook Air, mm-hmm. and I have to say, I do love it. There are a few things that I really kind of, dislike about it it's incredibly fast though i can go an entire boot time takes about 12 to 15 seconds really wow which is pretty incredible i like that um but what i didn't notice until after i purchased it is it comes in either the two gigabit or the four gigabit of ram versions right but now they're not they're not uh they're hardwired in so they're not changeable ram hmm like my Mac Is this gigabyte or, or gigabit? Uh, well, GB, so... Uh, gigabyte. gigabyte. That's gigabyte. Yeah, gigabit would be more internet. Gigabit is a speed. Right. Yeah, he's, talking, he's not talking about internet. You're not talking about internet connection. Right, right. That's that's boot exactly. That's, well, you know. Right. Who knows what it's got. So go, Richie. Um, I actually... It's based upon the same technology that the iPad is, the same Flash 
uh, hard drive. Mm-hmm. There's no spinning hard drive. Right. And I noticed that makes an incredible difference as well, and it's extremely light. Now, the only thing, the other thing I dislike about it is it's not that big of a hard drive. I think, I think it's a 60 gigabyte. There, Marcia. That's it. Yeah, Just a 60 you. gigabyte hard drive. I think so. Yeah. Wow. But I have uh, back to my Mac, which is sort of like the VNC remote mm-hmm. control. And I have my uh, MacBook Pro at home just sort of always online. And that's oh, like wow. a 250 gigabyte hard drive. Well, you so guys I will have store, to... I just store everything on there, and then if I need to transfer files back and forth. Richie, since you have no choice, listen to the buy of the week today, because we'll address that. Um, and you really don't have a choice. You're going <laughs> to have to Looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, so, And it also doesn't have a, um, a disk drive, correct? No, no. A floppy but you drive. Can, you can use uh, your other Macs as a remote disk drive. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, you, it, are you saying it's a uh, Bluetooth connection? Uh, it goes over your Wi-Fi, I believe. It sets up like through the Bonjour. Wait, network. so you okay? So you're saying you can put a CD or a DVD into your other Mac and wirelessly transmit a download to it? Yeah. So you could burn a CD or you could copy CD off of your. Interesting. Uh, that's yeah. That's assuming you have another Mac to do that on. Yeah. Well, yeah. Do you know? Can you go from a PC? To a Mac? Um, I'm, I'm not aware of that. I know okay. with my... I, I would assume if it's if you're doing data that is read by both machines, I don't see why you couldn't. Yeah, that would be interesting, actually. Well, I, I have an airport router at home, pretty much everything Mac, and I'm able to print wirelessly over the Internet as well to my printer at home. Right, right. Access my external hard drives at home. So you like it, but you don't nice. love it. Sorry? You like it, but not love it? Well, just the upgrading of the RAM, that was a little frustrating. But I was, just because I'm a little bit of a techno geek, so I like to make everything as fast as possible, even if I don't necessarily need it. And it is incredibly fast, even at 2 gigabytes. I think if you're doing nothing more than sort of just simple word processing and, you know, checking your email and maybe some web surfing, then it's certainly a computer for you. And I decided to get it because during classes... That's normally what I do in class is just maybe type my notes or check mm-hmm. my email. So I don't really need anything of, you know, totally powerful. And that's what I have my MacBook Pro at home for. Cool. And how much was it? Uh, I think they start out at about $1,000. Okay. Because at first when I got it, I thought it was nothing more than like a HP Mini. Right. Yeah. You know, just like a, a nicer looking HP Mini. <laughs> But it is a little... I've had both of those, by the way. And I th- I think Steve Jobs is good at making everything look nice. Oh, no question. Exactly. It, it's fabulous. Gorgeous looking. Now, since you do use PC as well as Apple products... Do I? Yeah. Uh, I know how to use them. I don't, though. I don't oh, you have don't? Okay. No. Now, I'm um, curious if the, the Air... You know the uh, Wi-Fi connector works on both PCs and Macs. Yeah, do you we'll know, Mark? No, I don't know the answer to that. Anybody on Twitter want to give us an answer? If they, what's it called? The Airport, right? Are you talking about for use of the internet? Yes. No, I think that does work. I think you can get Wi-Fi connection if you have an error. Although, please, someone tell us that for sure because I don't know the answer to that. But I think you can. I think you can use your uh, your PC can connect to your uh, airport, but. That will be a good question. So if somebody will answer this, that would be great. Richie, thank you very much. No worries. Um, okay, well, and real quick, before we uh, go to break, where well, we've got just a couple minutes, 
uh, we we don't have long enough for me to talk about much of anything, but it was a little bit about Wi-Fi connecting and a new product from Netgear that has just bowled me over totally. And we're going to do And some- it works with Apple products as well as PC. Okay, and also when we come back, I'm going to tell you about some DVD movies. We've got the buy of the week coming up, and then Marsha's leaving a little early today. We're going to do, uh, not everybody, fortunately, um, what was I just going to say? Oh, unfortunately, can be an, a publisher and a author like Marsha is. Uh, so if you have a book in you and you want to understand how to self-publish a book, a very, very dear friend of mine is going to come on with us and tell us how she wrote this comedy novel, which is selling on Amazon now, and tell us how she did it on her own. And can you actually make money doing that, or do you have to really have an author like Marsha does? So we'll uh, we'll talk about that when we come back. Lots of stuff up ahead. Do not leave us. We will be right back. This is Marsha Collier along with Mark Cohen, and we're on WS Radio, the worldwide leader in Internet talk. You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought. Are you part of the M2M Connected World? Did you know you can impact your company's bottom line by tracking and monitoring your assets wherever they are? Data Online can help you optimize resources, improve asset utilization, and strengthen customer communications. Data Online specializes in the monitoring and tracking of remote assets. Data Online, supporting wireless M2M applications worldwide. Visit us at DataOnline.com and get connected. You know, selling online can be a challenge, but thanks to Dymo Indicia, shipping isn't. With Dymo Indicia, you can print prepaid U.S. Postal Service shipping labels directly from your Mac or PC. By eliminating your trip to the post office, Dymo Indicia lets you focus on finding, listing, and selling your products. My friends can save hundreds of dollars on a Dymo Indicia postage solution by visiting endicia.com slash cool eBay tools. Dymo Indicia is the leading Internet postage provider with over $5 billion of postage printed. Indicia is integrated into over 100 third-party applications, which makes your inventory management easy. You get access to discounted delivery and signature confirmation, discounted parcel insurance, and hidden stealth postage. Shipping internationally? With Dymo Indicia, you can also print a first-class international shipping label. Dymo Indicia is the smart way to get it done. Visit endicia.com slash cool eBay tools. When it comes to purchasing your next digital camera, there is only one name you need to remember, Canon. Since 1996, Canon has sold more than 100 million compact digital cameras. Their product line covers the gambit from simple to shoot to the camera that the pros use with eye-popping results. For those priceless family shots, Canon is the name you can trust. To check out their entire line, log on to Canon.com. That's the only name you need to know, Canon.com. Improve your business today. Learn to do professional email marketing the right way with Captain Email. This is Chris Merch, president of WS Radio. For years, I've helped our WS Radio hosts, advertisers, and sponsors with their email marketing strategies. As a former Marine captain and an email marketing expert, I've created a new free club at CaptainEmail.com. Permission-based email marketing to your current customers with proven strategies to reach new prospects has positively impacted many of the businesses I've worked with. 
CaptainEmail.com includes resources to start and grow your email list, the top 10 email marketing tips, plus a free 60-day trial with no credit card required. From brick-and-mortar businesses to communicating with your Little League team, do email marketing the right way, professionally. How many times have you checked your email today? Log on to CaptainEmail.com, and thanks for listening to WS Radio.